was okay. It wasn't as good as last week. AEW Rampage, this is. But it was okay. We had CM Punk on this week. Last week it benefited from him being nowhere near Rampage. Or not on the screen, anyway. This week we do have him in a segment. They're sort of lining people up. Now he's fighting QT Marshall. Remember him? He used to be on AEW programming quite a lot. Now he's fighting Punk. Punk's there with that... I, I can't say that it's not a smug grin. Eddie Kingston called him out on it. A lot of people thought it was part work, part shoot. And I think a lot of people realised what, what Kingston was saying, and quite rightly so. So they will fight, and I'm not interested. Because since Punk come back and I wasn't there during the pipe bomb stuff and all that, and how wonderful it was, and how he changed wrestling, I didn't see any of that. I wasn't watching wrestling. I've just seen him since he's come back, and he's not really impressed me in the squared circle. Anyway, more of that to come. Let's talk about what happens at the beginning here, because that's not great either. You want a really big match to start you off, don't you? So you don't put Billy Gunn in your curtain jerker. And not with Darby Allen, because what's going to happen is Darby Allen's going to get beaten up by Billy Gunn and then he's going to come back and win. Well, what happened here was Darby Allen was beaten up by Billy Gunn and he came back and won. Billy Gunn threw around a lot. He looks good for a bloke of his age. He really does. He's, he's you know, he's, he works out and he's got his two sons there and they had a heel turn that then was not capitalised on and we haven't really seen them on either um, Rampage or Dynamite, I don't think. So we'd forgotten all about them, really. Well, I certainly had. And um, there is one nice moment where Darby Allen tries to get through the middle ropes. He's diving and uh, Billy Gunn sidesteps him and he goes into the guardrail. So, you know, that's that's a a nice spot. But Darby gets beat up and then wins. That's what happens. He hits a coffin drop at the end, which didn't work. So he he hit another one, which did work. Sting was out there doing his I'm completely immobile look like he's had too much Botox that sort of thing you know and it didn't work for me at all then we had the QT Marshall stuff I'll say again remember him yeah the men of the year are here they're here to give us a chat on their own maybe they read the article that I wrote in Sports Obsessive maybe they listened to this podcast I wouldn't be surprised loads of people do but here they are doing a bit of a chat doing a promo doesn't really give us anything special you don't think they must do more promos give them more promos rather than Dan Lambert no they do seem to be denuded anyway now we've got Cargill Jade Cargill that would be versus Red Velvet and um, Jade Jade Cargill has had matches that are about two and three minutes long in general she looks good because she works out and all that, she has a good look, but I'm not sure if she's really a wrestler. Well, she showed that she was some kind of wrestler in this match because it went a bit longer, as it had to. Quarterfinals of the tournament. And, um, yeah, not, not bad at all, actually. Cargo tried to end it early on by lifting Red Velvet, and Velvet gave her some strikes, hit her with a spinning kick. And then there was a very nice moment where Cargo caught her off the ropes, just threw her over her head. And Jericho said, you didn't even fall away for the fallaway slam. It's like a throwaway slam. <laughs> it was, really. And uh, she does show her power, of course. There's a very nice moment when, um, well, it was a spot that they wanted to do. And 
Velvet kind of managed it, ran to dive through the ropes, kind of put the brakes on so that Cargill could slap her and it did resound, which sounded good and looked good. Then you've got a nice urinagi on the apron and Jericho saying, that's the hardest part of the apron. It's quite nice, his, his little um, bit of commentary. You know, I'd prefer to see him on more commentary than in matches, to be honest, these days. Velvet hits a great wheelbarrow bulldog, really. I think that's what we can call it. And then Cargo gets that quick pump kick, which is very accurate. It's, you know, it looks good, this match. They can both go, and Cargill is huge and looks good in the ring. There's a very bad spear from Velvet for a long two, and then Cargill hits her J-dead. See what she did there? <laughs> very good. Um, flapjack thing for the pin. It was shorter than other matches, it was longer than Cargill's gone before, and I suppose it was an okay match. So that's good. Then we get Punk being smug with Tony Schiavone, and Christian Cage gives us a good promo. He actually gave us something I wanted to watch. That's the first time he's done that since he came to AEW. What's that, a year and a half ago? And the main event is Cole and Fish versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Cole's really over. Jungle Boy's really over. This is probably going to be very good. And yes, they fought together quite a lot. They hung with each other. Fish hit a very nice snap suplex. It was a very nice backbreaker across the knee from Cole to Jungle Boy, which gets to the back of the head as well. Jungle Boy sold it well. Jurassic Express hit a nice 3D. A sort of modified 3D, but it's good to see. They didn't get the tables. Then there's a vertical suplex. See, these moves where you get um, somebody in a suplex and then somebody drop kicking them. I don't see the point of that. This has a point to it. Vertical suplex from Cole, kick to the head from Fish. That will work because all the blood runs to the head, then you, then you kick the head and that, you know, you know where I'm going with this. Where they went with that was to the mat and it got a nice kick out at two. And then you've got Jungle Boy and Cole in again because they will, they will fight at some point. We know that. They're trading kicks and there's a very nice moment with the Panama Sunrise where um, Cole's going to put it on, J, on, on JB, on Jungle Boy. He lifts him over his head to Luchasaurus who's standing behind for a choke slam. It was a shame because it should have been a bigger choke slam and Luchasaurus didn't quite grab it so it didn't really work as well as it might and Bobby Fish has to come in and save. Now we've got the books are out, they're not cleared to wrestle and Matt's got some kind of nose ring like a bull nose ring thing with a with a with a chain to it. Do not come down to the ring where you're being chased by Christian Cage in a kind of Benny Hill style but you know with a with a uh, with a chair. You know all that kind of stuff. It's just it's just sports entertainment nonsense. But don't come out with a big chain attached from your nose to your ear when you might get into a bit of shenanigans. Get, get to the back and take that thing off. Health and safety, mate. And then we've got the JB Jungle Boy bear trap thing for the finish. On Bobby Fish, though. So you just protect Adam Cole, maybe. And um, it was okay, this. It wasn't great. It wasn't as good as last week. The matches weren't fantastic. The finish was okay. The main event was okay. Cargill and Red Velvet was probably the only other good match on this. Um, one of the only other matches on this. I think you've only got one other match. And I still don't understand why we've got this show. Except to put CM Punk over. And you can't put CM Punk over if he's not letting you. Because he's too smug.
Ta-ta. Thank you.